Hello and welcome to another Book on the Shelf podcast. I'm Jen. And I'm Jet. We started a book club, but we never talked about the books, so we decided to start a podcast so that we could talk about the books. Our book club was about reading new books and new genres, kind of getting out of our comfort zone of reading, which in turn we would use as research for our writing, since both of us are writers. Welcome to the latest episode of Another Book on the Shelf podcast. Uh, today we are going to be talking about Shade the Changing Girl. As you may or may not have figured out by now, I am email. This is Jet. Um, so obviously, <laughs> it's fine. So obviously, um, my chemical romance has always been a big deal. Uh, their music, their performance, just everything. And this is how I had actually come across the Umbrella Academy when it originally came out. In like 2007 and 2008, I believe. So this was before it was a Netflix TV show that everybody loved. And if you haven't watched that, please go watch it. It's the best show ever. It's so good. I watched all of it in a day. And I haven't let myself watch it again, even though I like desperately want to. (laughs) And they're currently back in Toronto right now filming again. And I keep like seeing them all like doing their Insta stories. And I'm like, eh, just come visit me. (laughs) But anyway... (laughs) But also, if you do watch it, please message us and just tell us how much you love Klaus oh, because Klaus. he's the best character ever. But anyway, so these loves kind of brought together <laughs> and introduced me to Young Animal. It's a DC Comics imprint that was run by Gerard Way in his sort of post-MCR life. And with the success of The Umbrella Academy, as well as other comics like Doom Patrol, they're actually like officially bringing back Young Animal. I didn't realize Doom Patrol was Young Animal. Huh. Or at least it or is like, now. Or, yeah, okay. It has something to do with... Broadway has fingers. Okay. Fingertips in something. Okay. Toes. I mean, I guess it's your dip your toes and things. But yeah, so it kind of disappeared for a while, but it's come back. And just kind of based off all that, I really wanted to pick something from the Young Animal imprint mm-hmm. for us to read. We hadn't done comics or like a graphic novel or anything up until then. We've done sort of superhero comic-related stories. Yes. Like the refrigerator models, but not an actual physical comic. So I wanted to pick Shade the Changing Girl. Awesome. So a little bit about uh, the author. She's the writer, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, so her name is uh, CLC Castellucci. There's just a lot of seats there that I had to find time <laughs> around. <laughs> um, also known as Cecile Seaskull, which is another tongue twister in and of itself. <laughs> but she's an American-born Canadian young adult novelist, indie rocker, and director. She currently lives in L.A., and uh, when she was in Montreal, she embarked on a music career with the only all-female indie band uh, in Montreal at the time called Fight. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? (laughs) She was kicked out, interestingly, uh, and then joined a group called Nerdy Girl, and when that band broke up, she moved to L.A. and recorded under her solo name, Cecile Seaskull. (laughs) That's so cute. It's so so (laughs) good. Uh, in 2001, she co-founded the experimental Alpha 60 Film Collective with Neil Matsumoto and Nick McCarthy. That's cool. I mean, yeah. I, this was like I studied a lot of experimental film in school, so oh, nice. I like that kind of stuff. Awesome. I know nothing about experimental film, but that sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> her first novel, Boy Proof, was published in 2005, and her 2013 short story, We Have Always Lived on Mars, is being adapted for a film by John Krasinski. I feel like some, that's something we're going to have to research. Right? We'll put some of that cool. in the show notes. Also, that, like, side note, I really wanted to say we have always lived in the castle when I was saying that title. <laughs> <laughs> Shade, 
the Changing Girl is actually was originally there's a story like a comic series of Shade the Changing Man, uh, and it's a story of a fugitive from the militant planet Meta in another dimension. Uh, his full name is Rack Shade, and he stole this like it's called an M vest, and basically it kind of gives this little like force field around him, and it projects this weird illusion of him becoming this large grotesque version of himself, and it kind of just goes from there and. As obviously like the changing man, he changes, and it kind of grows from there, which is then what Shade the Changing Girl comes like after. Interesting. So yeah, so when I first picked it, I didn't realize that it was. I didn't know that at all. Yes. The only relation that I found to like the DC universe is when she goes to Gotham, and I was like, oh, okay, so this is clearly mm-hmm. taking place in like. Well, and yes, and he so even like Shade the Changing Man. He, I think somewhere in the comics he has something to do with the Suicide Squad. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. So there's something there. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. But then I like the like female version. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah, so a little bit about Shade Change Girl. Uh, so she's living alone but forced to continue schooling by the Metin Metin? Metin government? It's Meta, so I'm assuming yeah. it's Metin. Mm-hmm. I think so. Okay. Uh, Lo- Loma? There's a lot of names in here that I'm not hundred percent sure how to pronounce, <laughs> so I apologize in my for head, that that's in what advance. Yeah. Okay. Loma became cold to the world and began doing drugs and sleeping around uh, with one of her partners being Lepuck Lado? Lado? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Who sought a more serious relationship with her uh, that she wasn't comfortable with. She adopted the name Loma Shade in honor of her favorite poet and adventurer, Rack Shade. Which There's was that Shade the Changing Man, yep. Yep. <laughs> Alright, so then Loma tricks Lepuck into helping her steal the M vest from a museum on her homeworld to replicate Shade's adventures. The vest transported her consciousness into the body of a 16-year-old earthling named Megan Boyer, who had been brain-dead for five months after a drug overdose. Attempting to fit into society in the strange new world, Loma, posing as Megan, insisted she be called Shade, despite never revealing, not even to the girl's family, that she was not of this world. It's a pretty fun premise. Yeah, I really liked it. And yeah. that, So we took... So originally it was individually released comics right. that were then collected into a set of two trade paperbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of like a, I guess a comic term for basically taking six or seven. Right. Just like with the Umbrella Academy, so Apocalypse Suite was the first batch, Dallas was the second batch, and currently right now, Hotel Oblivion. The very last comic was just released. Oh, nice. And so like the trade paperback comes out in the fall. Amazing. So Loma comes from a race of aliens called Avians, which basically looks like a, a large bird. Yeah, it's like right. She's got like a beak and there's all, yeah, there's feathers and yeah. just kind of. But then like everyone else on on Meta, like there's other, like Lepuck is something I don't else. I know what he is. There's people that sort of limbs. seem human-ish, like yes, some of like the sure. scientist doctor people. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So yes, uh, she was sent away from her home planet and landed on the planet Meta with her birth parents. However, because her parents' alien way of raising her was not condoned by the Metan government. Loma was taken away and given to native Metan husband and wife. Uh, so she was always an outsider growing up. Uh, she was rebellious and found herself constantly in conflict with her adopted parents to the point that she was abandoned by them when she was a teenager. Which is around the time that she adopted the name Loma Shade in honor of her favorite poet uh, and adventurer, of course. And then, yeah, the whole thing happened with her stealing the vest and ending up on Earth. Yeah, and it sort of goes on there from her adventures sort of navigating navigating first of all being in the body of this girl who has obviously her own past and yeah life. and that's not necessarily fully explained right away no it's not there's hints that 
Megan as a non-comatose teenager. Yes. Was not a nice not person. Not a nice person at all. <laughs> kind of a terrible human being, in fact. So obviously then when Loma takes over her, like, she yeah. wakes up and her parents are like, oh my god, like, she's awake because they don't know that she's been taken over by an alien. <laughs> and yes. when she goes back to school, all of the girls there are mad because yeah, they're kind of like, oh mean, god, and like, she's oh, awake. She's back and like, she's just so gonna be horrible. Horrible. She's like, horrible. you have to be a terrible person when people want you to stay in a coma. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Wow. Especially people who are supposed to be your friends. Or at least yeah, well, yeah, because it was all everyone on the like on the nice swim team, right? Yeah. yeah. Her boyfriend was excited, but like, yeah, he was the only one. Yeah, and like, so like, yeah, there were all the girls who like hated her and were just mad, and then like the girl that was just afraid of her because she was mm-hmm. kind of I don't know the young girl that yeah. she was like picked on. So it was a lot of things to figure out, and then so even just like I think for Loma it was so weird because she had to deal with all of her like adoptive being basically abandoned by, like, two sets of parents, right. and then also trying to figure out how to live on Earth, which is weird, because so everything that they knew about Earth was also from, like, the 50s. Yeah. Yeah, with the, um... The TV show, yeah, Honey, Honey something. Yeah, Honey something. I just yeah. know that the, It was, like, a made-up uh, kind of Leave it to Beaver. Yeah, was, I Love Lucy-ish yeah. is the vibes that I got from. And all, like, the bands that she, like, knew about were yeah. all from the 50s. Yeah. Which I love the part in the, in volume two of everything where she starts realizing that this is like <laughs> older stuff. Yeah, it's not like yeah. well, like current <laughs> and relevant at all. And people are like, "This is popular in the rest of like space," and she's like, "Yeah, it's the most popular show in like the solar system." What do you mean? <laughs> well, that main character is now like ninety years old and like yeah. about to die. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> And then it made me wonder, I'm like, so are there things about Earth that are just, like, popular in space, like, to aliens that would just, would be super weird to us? I think that would be great. Well, it's always the thing when you, like, when people talk about dogs and, and they're talking about how, like, what if, like, aliens see, then, like, they see the humans and they're, like, cleaning up after the dogs, right. but does that mean the dogs are in control? <laughs> I've heard that one before. <laughs> it's true. So for me, I found, so obviously comics, super fast to read. Yeah. That was also... Partially why I kind of wanted to pick some comics for the summer, so it'd be like quick reads so we could boost our uh, Goodreads goals. And <laughs> you would think that that would have helped me, but <laughs> technically it was two books. True, true. Done. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I find we've kind of talked about on the show before just the speed with with which I read comics are really great for that. But also, I find them they force me to slow down reading mm-hmm. in a different way because. Obviously, if you just read the words, it'll take four seconds and you're done. So, yeah. like, especially with this one because it is so bright and so colorful. The artist on this is named Marley Zarconi, and it was just gorgeous. Like, yeah. it was so bright, so fun, so colorful, which kind of took away from some of the, like, awful things that Megan had done as a girl. But, I, like, right. in a really interesting way, I thought, like, mm-hmm. it definitely created a world, and I like that. Yeah, I really like that, too. And it was interesting, um, just, like, the way the vest sort of existed. Yeah. It, so, yeah, so it was a vest that she, that, like, Loma Shade wore, even as she embodied Megan. Mm-hmm. But it, it, like, bits would, like, ease I know, off yeah, and, like, right? float like in the world. Like dripping, kind Drip, of? Yeah. Like, this 
which was just a really interesting effect in the art of her like walking around and because it's so colorful like the vest is so colorful it's sort of like almost like spreading to things around her sometimes yeah Yeah. it it was even just for something to look at it was I really oh, yeah. liked it. I really liked it, too. Based on, and, like, I've read a fair amount of graphic novels and stuff like that, but this one, I just, for, like, visuals alone, mm-hmm. I really loved. Yeah, I also really enjoyed that. It's such a good medium for doing something like, like, alien species and mm-hmm. other creatures, because, yeah, it's just, it's a really good medium for that, because obviously it's not trying to look hyper-realistic. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not stuck with, like, weird... CGI like you are in a TV show or like something that looks kind of strange. It's art, so mm-hmm. it just works better. Yeah, which I really like. It's one of the reasons I really also enjoyed um, Saga. I yeah, one. can't remember who the writers or anyone is on that one, but it's quite. There's quite a few of them, and there's also like alien stuff going on, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, I like too with this. Like it sort of had like Earth kind of had a look, and like all the humans had a bit of a look, and then when it cut back, it would cut back to. Meta, because obviously the scientists and, I don't mm-hmm. know, government people were trying to track down Lomachade because they wanted the the vest for themselves to do evil things in the yeah, end, I guess. Yeah, I guess. In the, first, in the first collection, it just kind of seemed like they were trying to get her back and get it back, but then yeah. in the second one, it was clearly like they were trying to get it to do bad things. Right. Definitely nefarious purposes. Yeah. In that kind of typical, I run an army, so I'm going to do bad things because I have this Weapon of mass yeah. destruction and blah, blah, whatever. Because that's just what people do. <laughs> and it had a look, and then when it cut to her when she was in the city or then L.A., like, I feel like it all kind of had, yeah. like, the high school sort of had a look. and it, For sure. And it also included all of the original cover art, which was done yeah, by different I love people that. every yes. time. Yeah, it had all of the, um, like, the, what do you call them? Original and alternate covers. Yeah. Let's talk about the characters a little bit. So, obviously, yeah. there's Loma slash Megan, which right. was a weird kind of... In my head, it was always two characters because... Yes. Yes, Loma was in Megan's body, but Megan didn't actually exist. Like, she was that girl who was mean and did all those, you know, bad, evil tricks and clearly tried to, like, sort of drown some people or something. Yeah, she, didn't, she was not a nice person. She seemed like a psychopath. Yeah, it was, like, mean girls, but, like, real. Like, she would have grown up to be a serial killer. Yeah, like, actual mean. Yeah. <laughs> not like just like oh no, we were no, on Wednesdays like, but like, violent meme super yeah <laughs> terrifying <laughs> uh, but I really liked so once Loma Shade uh, sort of has is forced back to go to to go to school as Megan right. she meets River who's like her kind of next door neighbor I think I think so but yeah. he wasn't going to the school when Megan was there right so, as so much he's she, only heard like stories about her I guess yeah so he doesn't really he's, he's kind of from the outside. I like that. And I thought he was a really good character as to kind of be that person to kind of just simply be that in between and also voice the different things that you couldn't necessarily see, be a little bit of a narrator-ish. I don't know, just kind of like an in-between. Yeah, like he sort of got to be that character that was like the bridge between, almost like the audience. Yeah. Right? Like almost like yes, standing that's exactly, for the reader, yeah. kind of, to have that character there that is helping you, helping the reader navigate as mm-hmm. well because he's also trying to navigate. Which was great in the first collection and then... As it moved into the second collection, you got to know him more, and he also was the one who then wanted to stand up for Loma and, like, go find her and make sure she was safe and yeah, not just kind of... I enjoyed how easily um, he just accepted the fact that she was an alien, though. He was just like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> You're from a different planet? Cool. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, there's definitely that. like <laughs> not even, but even the the other girl whose name is completely escaping me right now. Teacup. Teacup. That's, that's it. probably why it's escaping you. Yes, I knew it was like something off, but I just couldn't. Even if I feel like she wasn't super surprised. <laughs> I mean, true. I feel like she had more of a moment though of being like, "What? That doesn't make sense." Yeah, because she was too hung up on the Megan side of things because Megan, like, treated her like garbage. Yeah. But yeah, it was still totally just like, okay. Yeah, it didn't take them long to get there. Which, I mean, I appreciate that. That's fun. I mean, you don't have really a lot of time in a graphic novel to go through a character not believing that this other character is an alien. Like, there's just yeah, not really space for that. (laughs) (laughs) When you have to draw every single panel. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I get it. But I also just enjoyed it. I just love that. Like, but there was also, I feel like there was a little part, I think it's when they're, when the meta Metan people are coming mm-hmm. to get Loma at one point, and I think whatever, it's NASA, even though it doesn't say NASA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly who they are. And I think they detect, like, some kind of presence, mm-hmm. and they say something about how they know aliens exist. So I was wondering if maybe in this version of the universe, everyone's like, oh yeah, aliens are real. So then that might Which would make sense make it's it easier to be like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. If it is also like Gotham as in right. Gotham Gotham, then they're kind of used to heroes and weird things. Yeah. <laughs> People with weird abilities and stuff. The synchronized swimming team, I think, for me anyway, was a real good, real good, real good a very good way into Megan as Megan. Yes. Like, they were just, they had had enough, that was it, they were over it. they are done with her. Done with her. And I felt like it was a really good version of high school. Oh, absolutely. You know, like, you completely got that. And even, like, Megan's parents, I felt so bad for them. Yeah. Even, like, they're only in the comics, like, a little bit, but still just having that moment of, like, their co-host daughter is awake after months, but then she's completely different, but she's acting out, but they're trying to take care of her, and she's throwing stuff away, but then yeah. these things, and she, they're just like, then she goes missing, because at the end of, like, the sixth comic where it's leading into the second collection, she just, like, kind of runs away, and, because it had that, like, Carrie moment in the, at, like, the high school dance, and it was just... Yes. It kind of just had a little bit of everything, and I really, it really liked did. that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I also really enjoyed that. There was a lot going on. What did you think about the second collection? So when it kind of started with her in Gotham, learning more about Earth, and then going over to L.A. where she finally met the actress who played Honey and kind of that realization of everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I felt I felt so bad for her Yeah. in that moment of, like, realizing that... Like, everyone's so much older than she thought they would be. Like, she thought she was going to get to, you know, experience all of these things. They were happening real time. And then you're like, oh. Yeah, she she goes to see the band. Yeah. Like, in my head was kind of the Beatles or the Beach Boys or something they like have, that. They definitely had that vibe. But everyone that's there, Loma Shade is assuming it's going to be, like, teenagers. But they're all clearly baby boomers. Yeah. And she's just like, what's happening? But it's because they're reliving their younger days. Yeah. And then she, through the power of alienism, and, and the, the vest, I guess, the vest, 
turns them into teenagers again, and they, like, wreak havoc, and all the police are, like, so funny. So lost and confused, and it was so funny. That was so hilarious. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was really funny. Well, especially because, like, some of them were like, oh, my God, change me back. What is happening? I don't want to yeah. do this again. And then other ones were like, no, I want my youth back. <laughs> Which I feel like is a fairly accurate representation of how people react to that situation. Yeah, and, like, it was, I feel like that, like, is an idea that I haven't really seen. It seems like such an obvious idea, but I can't think of other examples of that kind of... Of, like, reverting back to... Yeah, but then, like, sort of, then some people not wanting to do it, like... Right. Having it happen unwillingly, I guess. Yes. And then having the different opinions and, like... Hilariously, and actually, expectedly, (laughs) there's an episode of Supernatural like this. (laughs) Supernatural is that show where, like... Someone's like, there's a gift for that, like, for everything. Supernatural (laughs) has one for everything. Literally. But that's what happens, is, like, there's, it's first, like, some witchcraft spell, and Dean and some other random female character, they get turned back into, like, I don't know, they're, like, 13 or 14 (laughs) or something. And at the end, she ends up stuck like that. Oh. She's just kind of like, well... My life hasn't been so great so far, so I guess this is a chance for me to get a do-over. Oh, God. Yeah. That's a pretty great episode, actually. <laughs> but yeah, no, I can't think of any other any other example of that kind of situation. That's interesting, though. Uh, and obviously, I mean, there have been spoilers at this point. We have never said that this podcast is spoiler-free. True. What did you think about the end? So, as it's getting towards the end... Yeah. The actress who plays Honey in the TV show that Loma Shade loves is dying. Mm-hmm. And to kind of to get to know her, Loma puts... She switch. Uh, she, like, switches their... Consciousnesses. Yeah, so she's inside Honey's She's in the body. old lady, and the old lady is inside Megan's yes. body. So there's technically three of them, but only two bodies. Yes. <laughs> and they end up saying that way. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of, like, sad. It is kind of sad. I wanted... I wanted more. <laughs> yeah. I was like, but where's the rest of it? <laughs> yeah. Well, there is... There is a series of Shade the Changing Woman. Okay. And I'm wondering... If that's... Like, if that takes off with the actress that played Honey... Oh, maybe. ...in Megan's body, but, like, if or... What does Loma have to... Because, like, how the shade part right. fits in there. I do not know. We should look into this, though. Yes. Yeah. Because, yeah, I did see that that was, like, another thing, but I knew that it was just, like, these were the shade of the changing girls, and I was trying to, like... Yeah. But, yeah, so, like... And because I didn't know, like, when I picked it. So then once... Now that we've read it, I'm like, oh, like, I wonder how that... Yeah, I want to know what happens after that. Where that goes. Yeah. Do you think this could... Be like a movie or a TV show? I think it would work better as a TV show. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. No, I think it would. Or like a limited series. Yes, true. 2019. Yeah, I feel like it would be something I would want to watch. I would want to see if they could make it look. Right. That would be. Right and fun. That would be my only like wariness about it. It's like I don't know how. Yeah, yeah, like I feel it. I feel like it would have to be animated. Yeah, I think so. None of this, like, oh, it's live action Lion King, but everything's CGI and, like, 
that's not live action, but whatever. Side note, rage. And now that's with Mulan, they're doing all of them. Like, the Jungle Book, none of those, those well, were all... Isn't Mulan going to be live action? Wait, yes. are they doing The Little Dragon, though? From what I've gleaned from Twitter, tangent, everyone. <laughs> no. In the trailer, okay. he's not in the trailer. But then people are also mad because, like, he's a big character. It's definitely a girl on, like, horses and, like, fighting an army. I just, like, profoundly don't care about the live-action ones. Like, Aladdin, like, oh, like, I'm so... And I, uh, this is obviously probably just because of my exact <laughs> age and generation, because all of those movies came out when I was growing up. Right. Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Since they've done Beauty and the Beast, Cinderella. Little Mermaid they're doing. Yeah. And, like, Aladdin, and, uh, like, the, all those... All the Disney Renaissance movies. Yeah. And, like, I just... And mostly just because so many of them... Because it started with, like, The Jungle Book. And they're like, oh, live action. I'm like, those are not real animals with that kid. That kid would have been... Oh, thank God by now. He would have been mauled to death by a panther. So, yeah. So, I feel like as long <laughs> as it wasn't live action... Because, like, Loma as the meta, like, as the avian... Right. The bird. Like, I think that would be so weird and just... Real humans with, like, the CGI, like, floating bits of jacket. Yeah. I don't know. I think, yeah, I think if it was just straight up animated CGI, like, agreed. only that, agreed. I think it would be acceptable. Agreed. Yeah, I have a very low tolerance for CGI mixed in with actual live action yeah. stuff. And I can't tell if it's getting worse now because the CGI is getting better and people think it's more okay. I think it possibly, yeah. That's whereas, impossible. You know, like, whereas, like, like, when it was, like, the first... 95 or 2000, and it was, well, like, so obvious the first couple so Harry Potter movies when they did, yeah. like, the Quidditch, and it's so obviously... If you're playing the drinking game, crappy, you mentioned Harry Potter. CGI. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so hard to watch, because mm-hmm. you're, like, I lo- this looks like a video game. Yeah. And that's definitely where I think, like, this... Mm-hmm. As anything other than... A book could go horribly wrong. Yeah. But you should definitely read it because it's awesome. Yeah, totally. So I was trying to decide what the theme of this is. Yeah, right? And it's so one of the taglines was there's no such thing as a little bit of madness. And that's a huge part of the vest that we yeah. haven't really talked about is so even when it was Shade the Changing Man and it was Rack Shade or now with Loma Shade, the vest itself is some kind of housing for madness. Yeah. So and you can kind of even see that, especially in the first collection of Loma Shade as Megan kind of getting a little more mad as or going as it goes along, yeah. As it goes along. Because it's best and like that's part of the stuff that yeah, drips like off, I guess. Which is kind of I think there's moments where like other people sort of get it a little bit because well, they Yeah, have, because when River is tracking her through like, trying to figure out Mm -hmm. where she is, he's, like, looking at all these news stories where people, where either weird things have been happening or people are acting really strangely in kind of, like, a going mad kind of way. Yeah. And that's how he's able to figure out where she is. Because she's, like, sort of passing it along. It's like it's contagious or something. (laughs) (laughs) And I kind of thought that was interesting as a theme because, and you know, even when you think of, like, the scientists, doctor, government people that were trying to get the jacket back, like, mm-hmm. they were already there. They already had the madness without the jacket because they were trying to, right? Like, there yeah. isn't, they didn't need the jacket for the madness. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's one of those things that I feel like um, I'm not smart enough to understand sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, am I just too dumb for this? <laughs> I 
feel like it's probably not the case. Okay. But. <laughs> so in my head, that was kind of, like, obviously there's so much of the coming to terms with yourself and learning oh, yeah. to be a good person and just all the bad Megan high school sides of things and then Loma kind of having to imbue her, like, positively out of that and, like, change yeah. people's opinions and how people can change and this and that, but. I feel like the madness thing was kind of... It was, yeah, it was really interesting, that's for sure. I really liked it. It certainly gets you thinking about... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, I don't either, but I feel the same. I felt like I thought things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> right? I feel like I'll be thinking about it for a while, so there's that. But it was just interesting, too, I think, in sort of the context of existing in society, because I feel like mm-hmm. Loma, no matter where she ends up, sort of doesn't really fit. Yeah. And then there's that point when um, when River wants to go looking for Loma. And he says something to Teacup. He's trying to convince Teacup to come with him. Mm-hmm. And he says something about, like, do you want to live a big life? Or do you want to just oh, continue yeah. being who you are? But they have to, like, basically ditch school and sort of all of these responsi- so-called responsibilities yeah. that they have. Um as teenagers to be in school (laughs) (laughs) to go do this instead and it's just this kind of and the way that Loma just you know she decides to go to earth and she's like roaming and doing what she wants and it's just I don't know it got me thinking about sort of like society's expectations of what you're supposed to be doing with your life whether it's our society that we recognize or like Loma growing up in her society Mm -hmm. and I don't know I felt like the madness was kind of kind of in there as well with like do you have to kind of embrace a little bit of it to buck that sort of social expectation or yeah I don't know it was interesting okay I don't know if I have cohesive thoughts about it but (laughs) those were some of them the fact that they were like a synchronized swimming team that's such a true everyone has to be exactly the same you have to do the exact same thing oh I hadn't even thought of that and then obviously I mean, Megan threw kind of a wrench in there just because she was mean and stuff. But then once Shade came back as Megan, that was another thing because, like, she didn't want to do this. Mm-hmm. She wasn't part of that. She was different, even though everyone still assumed she was part of that. And, like, the boyfriend was trying to help her swim again. I don't know. That was kind of yeah. always in the back of my head because, like, it was such a – she's very the opposite of that now. Loma Shade is not, like, the synchronized right. team. What I like to just so the fact that, like – all of the girls seemed so much exactly the same, but then Teacup seemed odd. Yes. Like, she seemed smaller, she seemed different, she didn't seem to be part of, like, the cool kids. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she must have been, like, a really good swimmer or something. So, I never, yeah, like, she didn't really ever seem to fit in, but was trying to be part of that. And then River didn't, because he was the new kid, he was African-American? Yeah. He was gay. Yeah. Like, all of those things were just... Which is why I think then them as, like, a little trio... Was a good group of like yeah, finding like those people that you really are like family with or can be yeah. part of. Yeah, and then there's the part where she's talking to um, to the actress that played Honey. I think when she says something to her about how like she's not Honey, she's the actress who played Honey or mm-hmm. something. Like it was a mask, and she was like, "Are you all just wearing masks all the time? Like, how does anybody know who they really are?" I was like, "Well, that right? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, I mean, true." <laughs> Yeah, that was... But it just makes... It, it just got you Which got is what, because then Loma technically was, because she was 
an avian, but then she had to try and pretend to be, like, a meta, but right. then she was literally wearing another person as a mask on it. Yeah. Yeah. So many layers. So many layers. <laughs> so would you recommend Shade, the, all of the Shade the Shady Girl comics? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, yeah, even to people who don't necessarily read comics, I feel like more people should read them in general, so, yes. like, this, I feel like, would be a pretty good one to be like, here, give this a try. Well, I, that was part of the reason I picked it, too, because it was focused on a girl, focused on an outsider, all those things that I think more people can pull from versus just, like, mm-hmm. superheroes or right. just aliens or monsters or whatever. Not that all of those things are always in comics, but it's a lot of them. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> I just found it slightly more approachable in that way, and that's why I wanted to. For sure. It. And I think because there are, like, two synced volumes that mm-hmm. are fairly self-contained, that's also... Got a, that's also something going for it. I feel like comic, mm-hmm. the world of comic books can be wildly overwhelming because there are, yeah. especially when you get into like the larger characters in DC and Marvel, there's just, All they've been us, around yeah. for so long that there's so many different stories that you're just like, where do I even begin? Whereas this is just like a nice, like, yes, it is, it is associated with the rack shade. But even that, and like... You don't have to yeah. know that. You don't have to have that background to get yeah. something out of this one, so... It definitely makes me want to read more of the stuff on Young Animal, mm-hmm. I think. Because obviously, like, DC's great, Batman, whatever. But I think this kind of plays more into my line of thinking of just yeah. that kind of... odd people and whatnot. Yeah. And it's Gerard Way, so... I'm in all the ways. <laughs> no matter Of course. What. No matter what. Of course. <laughs> well, stay tuned for our next episode mm-hmm. coming at you in two weeks. It is going to be a hangout episode. It is. It might be live from the Broadview Hotel it if might. our equipment works. Either way, we're going to be live from the Broadview Hotel on the 15th of July. We are. <laughs> so check that out on Instagram. It's going to be super bougie and exciting. Yes. <laughs> Uh, But otherwise, stick around for all of our social and give us a follow there. Rate us on iTunes. All the good stuff. Thanks again for listening to another Book on the Shelf podcast. We would love for you to head over to iTunes where you can rate and review us. You can also follow us on Twitter at AnotherBookPod, on Instagram at AnotherBookPodcast to stay up to date on episodes, read along with our book club, and for more book-related awesomeness. You can also visit our website at anotherbookontheshelfpodcast.wordpress.com and sign up for our newsletter.